Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today's guest is Natalie Plummer. I'm really excited to talk to her. I've known her for a couple years now. But just diving into a friendship and then really gaining my respect, just seeing how open and vulnerable you are on social media. Her social media handle is Hello Meridian. She has over 47,000 followers and was awarded Small Business of the Year by the City of Meridian. I love the mayor, by the way, Robert. Oh, yeah, he's great. I think he's a really good, neutral, strong voice in our community. Mm -hmm. Has like some heart. Yes, he does. Yeah. I really enjoy Sorry, him. Sorry, side note. <laughs> but I do. I mean, you got to high five everyone when you see them and yeah. they're doing well. Um, also, you have the Boise Bubble podcast yes. with your husband, Shane, mm-hmm. which I just saw in your house and he is lovely. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> high five, <laughs> Shane. Glad I'm too. married to him. <laughs> yeah, really cool. And you've also been featured on CNN. I've seen that clip. Very cool Thank about you. Boise. And you just won Best of Boise. Yeah, for our podcast. Good job. Thank you. Did that feel good to be, like, honored? Yeah, it did. I mean, it was, I think, because the Boise bubble was kind of like a side thing, an experiment, because I I get kind of tired with um, the limited attention span of social media. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, what, what can we do? And then now it's, like, become this new thing, which is honestly the story of all of our projects, I swear. Mm -hmm. Like, you're probably right there. Um... With that is, you know, you start something is because you're passionate about it and then suddenly it becomes just this such bigger thing. Yes. Where did, how did you start social media? I know you were like doing other people's, running their socials and growing their brands. How did it come back to you and being like, yeah, let's make this more. Like an influencer influencer page? Um, So I've been doing social media for 16 years and I was a blogger for nine years talking about motherhood and I had um, national sponsors like right away um just because it was really new so um I worked as a writer and content creator in blogging and then I um stopped that when blogging kind of started to wane a little bit and then took a break started a social media management company and then um Hello Meridian started um kind of to put um more traffic towards those businesses but then I put my face on it, and actually I started putting my face on it as kind of a reaction to a really low pl- place in my life. Um, I had had it some, it was like one month my entire world kind of collapsed all at once. Um, the friends that I thought I had f- were my friends, I found out were not really my friends. My marriage went like just to such a low place. Spiritually, I was devastated in just uh, my development. And health-wise, in one month, like, I found out I was really sick. So I um, was kind of at this place where I thought I can either just, like, lay in bed all day and just kind of crumble, or I can just explode and just, like, be so strong. And so for the first time, I put my face on the page in a very vulnerable way, and then um, it just became kind of more of a, a voice. Do you remember what that post was when you showed your face or were you just did you just go for it or did you tell that story like I didn't tell that story not at all Uh especially because I was there was a lot of anger I was still dealing I mean I wasn't even close to even thinking of healing Mm -hmm. all I knew was that I didn't want to um diminish into this like 
sadness and um the first time I ever showed my face was like at the Riverside Hotel and mm -hmm. I just seriously did like a selfie that was just kind of showed my face uh -huh. um and then um just all these people were like oh my gosh like you run this page it had been going for like two years and then my friend Diana from Boise Bucket List was like hey you know, you should put your face on this because she was she had her face on her page cool. quite a bit then. And I can't remember. It just kind of slowly was stories. And then I can't remember the first time I put it on my first page. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it just transitioned the whole whole experience. Did you find like a sense of power and like confidence when you did do that through the next couple of weeks and months? Like, did you feel like validated in that choice or were you like, oh, wow the secrets out I can't put Pandora yeah. back in the box kind of a thing um no I there was never that like because I'm I'm a relatively confident person it wasn't that I wasn't putting my face out because I was like afraid it was just more that wasn't what the page was supposed to be about it wasn't going to be about my voice it was just going to be like it was just kind of a side thing I was doing but as soon as I put my face on it I realized this was going to be a part of my identity and that was a little odd because I wouldn't necessarily say that what is shown on Hello Meridian is really indicative of who I am as a person. Like you've seen me, yeah. And that's when private. I honestly like really started to like enjoy you. I'm like, oh, this is Natalie, like mm -hmm. the real Natalie. And I feel like probably I'm the same way. It's just like, I mean, I have a totally different page than you, but mm -hmm. I'm also just like. It's nice to put the screens down and not yeah. be so judgmental of everyone and, you know, seeing like someone go here and then judging them and that kind of thing. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today mm -hmm. is like divisiveness, healing for a community, making good choices, watching the words that we speak mm -hmm. and then what those words actually mean. Yeah, I love that conversation. And before we get into that, I know we had talked about the possibility of dual releasing this on on the Boise bubble, which I think would be great because I think, you know, your podcast is so, uh, is so valuable. Could you, for my listeners who are listening and maybe aren't as experienced with your podcast, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, what your podcast is all about and kind of your mission? Yeah. So my podcast, this podcast is <laughs> called the girl powerful podcast. And my sister Sonia and I started it. Actually, we started it in Boise. Mm -hmm in downtown in our first apartment here and we had a PR agent we had just moved here from LA and she was the one that actually was like hey we're doing all these new segments about mental health tips for girls because Girl Powerful was founded on a 10 week after school program for social and emotional learning and we were in schools up and down Southern California taking care of the youth but then COVID hit and schools closed so you have to pivot and that word pivot, <laughs> that is the word that was in the first piece of press that we got that was bigger than like a blog or something. Uh -huh. And that's when we got in Forbes and it was like the first brands to pivot. And it was a roundup. There was like 20 brands, but we were in there. Wow. That was, a, that's amazing. It's pretty cool um, because we went to Zoom really quickly before like everyone was doing it. Mm -hmm. And it honestly provided us with work and helping people for like you know, a year and a half or two years. And yeah. like, we don't teach those classes anymore because people got like zoomed out or yeah. zoom fatigue or whatever. Uh -huh. But yeah, so the podcast, we've been booking everyone from like the bachelorette, Bravo celebrities, pro athletes, 
um, female founders, like lots of really healthy foods. Like our friend owns the Good Milk and it's alternative milk brand that yeah, she's like. I love that place. Yeah. So that's, that's what we do. We talk to women and then we hear their stories. And on a lot of our podcasts, everyone always says, I've never said that out loud. Yeah. You know, especially like someone that's been on TV or something like that. And they're like, oh. But it's like, <laughs> that's what's cool about talking to women is like, and having a space for them to do that mm-hmm. um, and just be themselves and share real stories about maybe it was a dark place. Like you kind of said, like you hit rock bottom in a way, ha- having all those things happen in a month. Yeah. And then to, you know, gather yourself, gather tools and like push forward because that's the goal is just like to make it till the end whenever that day comes, mm-hmm. you know, it's really pretty special to talk to women I think and hear from people all over the country different walks of life different backgrounds different careers I've learned a lot I bet and I'm I knew your podcast before I knew you you personally um just because I thought well this is amazing and I have daughters and so just having these conversations with very um empowered and powerful women you know just Mm -hmm. I really I love that and I love that you put that out for the community um I just don't think a lot of people know that you're based here. I don't think so either. And it was interesting. I'm a really transparent person for the first year that we were in Boise. I was like scared to be here, you know? Um, We didn't want to lose our LA connections. We didn't want to lose our LA funding, all that kind of stuff. But then about probably a year ago, it's been time's flying, Natalie, just so you know, (laughs) (laughs) like it's really wild. Uh Um, so, you know, I did move our 501c3 to Idaho. Okay. So it's like a full-blown commitment. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like kind of just like, you know, our curriculum probably leaned more left and stuff like that. And sure. I didn't want to have to s- tell the story to everyone and explain it. Like, it's like how you think social and emotional learning for children or humans is any kind of political thing. It, you're full-blown insane. <laughs> like I'm sorry but it's emotions like yeah. you can't exp- you don't want to teach people how to express themselves so they can be a healthy member of our community like that period uh well I think you just touched on the the fact that we have politicized everything mm. in Idaho is it's disturbing mm-hmm. I mean it's like it's and if you're hearing this and you're not from Idaho you might just be like wait what are you talking about but it's it's kind of like every single thing it's a bullet point and then you're going to decide what you know are we left or right and then I think you're very similar to me in that um we don't really need someone to make those choices Mm. for us we're kind of looking what's valuable what's kind what's healthy and I don't I don't care I don't care if you want to put it in your little your little box because it makes life simple for you. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. if I have to make life simple for you. I'm trying to be a good human, and your constructs might help you navigate life, but I don't need them for me. And and that's – if you're not in Idaho, you might not get that. You might just – or if you're from Idaho, you might not even know that's weird, mm-hmm. that it's a, an unusual thing that we do here that we have to put everything into these little black and white places. I feel that's so right. Number one, I want to talk about what being a good human is. Mm -hmm. And number two, my goal as a human being is to be expansive and to grow and to keep my eyes and ears open. And that might be the teacher in me, Mm -hmm. but it's like that is definitely what my journey is. And I don't think I'm different than a lot of people. I'm just a little braver. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah and i mean what we're recording it we're setting this up it's like this is very vulnerable stuff to just like be yourself and say that yeah because it it's i mean i drove to your street and it's like there's american flags flying and that used to just be a symbol of like i love my country i love mm -hmm. who i am i am so blessed to be here and you are too and there's no way we don't love america yeah like <laughs> you know what i mean but when you see it on a flagpole now it makes you feel like they don't want me here. Mm -hmm. I'm not invited. They're, you know, they're closed off to open, like, to new opportunities, new people. I think, it, I don't know. Boise's just been a really big ping pong match in my head. So many blessings have come from moving here. But then there's been a lot of, like, internal confusion. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think I'm frustrated with that because I'm a very patriotic person, but I, I'm not, I, I don't believe in nationalism. And, um my definition of patriotism is very different from other people's. And I, so like, I like, I like to put like a flag out. And I'm like, I don't want someone to claim it um, as if it's <laughs> like claim it for their own party. That makes me very, very angry. It's but then it's like that nervousness of, well, I like that you said that you want to be expansive and open. Um, and now we are strangely moving into a place where, being curious, being thoughtful, being expansive is actually seen as 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 a negative, which is mind just I, I'm trying to not swear. Um good. It's, it's, because I will get dinged from my sponsor. <laughs> okay. Indeed. They always call me and say, Teddy, stop cussing. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And then I have to do a make good. Okay. Yeah. So I won't I won't do the swearing. But um yeah, I I, I don't know if everybody I think the more people talk about it in a in a kind, open way, the more people are going to be able to comfortably do it and not be nervous. But I think we have a lot of people who love their country and love their community and want to continue to learn and grow, acknowledge the things that we're not doing right as a country, which for me is extremely patriotic. Um, to and. You know, my family has ties on both sides back to like the Same. revolution. Same. Like I I'm like when I think of my family, I think Patriot at the same time. Um, that doesn't mean whitewashing what's wrong. And, uh, and you know, we, it, many other places that wouldn't be an issue, but here it just, um, tends to be as, at least, especially in the last 12 years. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild <laughs> oh i i just i think the american flag is the most beautiful thing ever and to me it just means wow you're so blessed like winning the lottery of birth oh, you know? I know so it's just like i don't know and, and i've been really like aware of who i'm friends with who i'm befriending and like i have been more open in the last year and i'm just really nervous about the election yeah, I think I'm going to shut down. Honestly, there's no winning. No. There's no, like, no. There, I I made some boundaries for myself um, just with the election because I am not going to let um, the way that news is handled now, like, diminish my mental state. And all I can think of is I have one thing. I have a vote. I have one vote. Mm -hmm. That's all I have. I don't need to participate in this complete reality show like that. situation. So I am, perp like myself, starting in 2024, I'm not going to watch the news when it has anything to do with the election. I'm Whoever's running, I'm just going to 
read up and make a choice and then I'm shutting down because that's all I can do. And I don't need to be in a place of constant anxiety because our country is having a toddler temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to be part of that. Yeah. Or like get mad at some people that you genuinely like, like Mm -hmm. at the gym or whatever. It's like, but when, if you see their Instagram and they're going ham on something you totally don't agree with, it's like, wow, now I'm part of the problem too. Cause I'm placing huge judgment on them. Yeah. And I just try to scroll past because I think, uh, you know, we haven't been in a situation again to win, but um, I don't want to judge people by who they vote for. And I, I think that's. Um, yeah, I agree. But I want that respect back. Oh, yeah. But you won't get it. <laughs> no, 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 I no. Know. But we have a lot of people who demand um, respect, but are not offering any in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard. So we you should know. light their houses on fire? Yeah, I mean, that's probably not. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it's so you have to come to a place where you, you're not trying to find um, balance in that. It's just, are you a good person? Yeah, worry about yourself. Kind yeah, of um, because. Okay, yeah. good person. You've said, you've said it twice. What's a good person? What do you call a person who speaks three languages? Trilingual. Someone who speaks two? Bilingual, someone who speaks one, American. Only 22% of Americans speak a language other than English at home. Start learning a new language this fall and be the exception, not the rule. Because with Babbel, you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. You may be asking, why Babbel? And it's simply because it works. It gives you tips and tools of learning a new language that are approachable and accessible. Currently, I am learning Spanish because I'm going to Mexico and Spain next year, and I cannot wait to be a part of the culture because I can order at restaurants, communicate with taxi drivers, and just immerse myself and actually be in the present moment. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. A 55% off Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash girlpowerful. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash girlpowerful, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash girlpowerful. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, that's so interesting, and I think we all we all have our own definitions, and um, I talk about this a lot, like just in conversations, but semantics are big. You know, we have these words that we say over and over again, and we all have our own definitions of what those are. Um, I think if you had, if you were talking to anyone on a plane and you're just sitting down next to them and you say, are you a good person? They'd say yes. Are you a kind person? They'd say yes. Are you open? Um, Are you respectful? And they would all say yes, because I think everyone does believe deep down they're a kind person. So then you go to the question, what is a kind person? Mm-hmm. What's that definition? So let's say my definition of a kind person for what I am looking for, what I try to be, is someone who makes, I want to have someone who's around me feel safe as a human. That the way that they believe, the way that they um, live their life, um, that that they can come to me and they're going to be safe as a person. And I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not saying that I'll agree with everything that they do, but when they're around me, they feel safe in my presence. Um, 
I think a kind person is someone who does not demand that someone else lives the way they believe they should live, um, that they allow other people to live. That to me is a kind person. Yeah, I really like that. If you ask somebody that, do you allow, do you force your beliefs on someone? Mm-hmm. Do you force, or do you believe everyone should be, should think just like you? That's changing the dialogue. Cause a lot, a lot of people say, no, I think everyone should believe this way. I think everyone should vote this way. And, um, that is a, that's not kindness to me, but that's my definition. I don't know. Yeah. What's your definition? I was driving here, you know, we talked about what we were talking about and here it is. And the word that came up for me was comfortable. And it's kind of, you just said that I mean, just in more words, but it's like, yeah, making someone feel comfortable around you. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone pushes, you know, their agenda on you or pushes their pain on you, even beyond politics or religion, it's mm-hmm. like pushes their junk like we used to do some women's groups in LA and we the one of the first rules would be no dumping you know it's like trauma dumping yeah no dumping here you know because like I want everyone to feel comfortable I don't want you to bring up this really traumatic thing in an hour situation like where you're gonna open a bunch of wounds for people sure and just like make it worse than it all was before we started or if you're going to do that to ask permission so Mm -hmm. like I am you know I left organized religion it's been years now but like it's the healing process is pretty extreme so I had a friend I was out to dinner with and she wanted to ask me a bunch of questions I'm like okay well let's set some boundaries because you are still part of this religion I want to respect you sure do you if you want to give me permission to be fully vulnerable. And that means I'm not going to try to be respectful to your beliefs. Mm -hmm. I will say it as I feel it, but I need you to know that's what we're moving into. Or we can move on to another conversation, but I I gave her the choice. Like if you want me to trauma dump, I will, but I need you to understand that's what's going to happen. Otherwise let's talk about our kids and some fun stuff that's going on. And she did make the choice to for the trauma dump and it was like three hours <laughs> but like, like how much time do you but have? i didn't push that on her <laughs> you know to. and that was something you know she she kind of gave me the the gift that i could open up and i gave her the gift of vulnerability but it was oh. established and boundaries were set very cool um and i do try to do that with some friends of like hey i know that we're politically different and to be honest, I don't know what most of my friends' politics are totally. because I don't ask. And I don't care. And I don't ask how much money is in your bank account. Like, no. have we forgotten what manners are? Yes, we have. Yeah. 100%. But wouldn't that be cool? Hey, go to some manners classes. Yeah, well, and but who's <laughs> teaching them now? Oh, yeah. And, scary. like, at what level? Because, <laughs> um, so I think that, yeah, I think a good person, a kind person. Um, you know what just, came up with you saying the boundaries thing and uh-huh. asking for permission? Is like to slow down. Yeah. I think that's when people's feelings get hurt. And then you're like, that, that lady's mean or that guy's mean, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's mean forever in your head. When maybe if he would have slowed down from whatever they were doing that mm-hmm. day, he could have just been a normal person and that person dies forever, yeah. you know, and a kind person. But if you snap, and we all do, mm-hmm. listen, I'm not here telling you I'm perfect and Natalie's not either. Yeah. Or are you? definitely so far so so <laughs> I'm far just from that kidding. but do you know what i mean like the that is one of the best things about living in idaho in my opinion 
is the slowdown can be there for you. Mm -hmm. And I know that like my nervous system has calmed here so much because I'm not looking behind myself all the time in a parking lot or even at the beach and things like that, that you're, you don't realize like what you've actually gone through until you pull yourself out of it. Yeah. You know, pull yourself out of the place that kind of hurt you. Mm -hmm. So like I'm kind of in Idaho for the slowdown to heal, to be around actually good people. And this place is full of them. There, there are. Um, it just happens to be that like the kind of the cruelness is very loud. Yeah. What's up with that? I know. And it's, and I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but I think there are a lot of people who come to Idaho with trauma they haven't dealt with Mm. and then they push it on because they see change. Um, and we don't have the tools to deal with some of the trauma that we have. And so sometimes it comes out quite viciously. Then we have people who've lived here their whole lives. I mean, I've been in the Pacific Northwest pretty much my entire life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I grew up in Spokane and, and like seeing change is scary. Um, at the same time, change is inevitable. Change is America. Yeah. Um, but then we have people who react very volatilely, um, to change instead of just realizing this is the one life we have, uh, you know, we can, are we going to be gracious? Are we going to be welcoming? Are we going to be kind, good people? Or are we going to be angry all the time? Oh my gosh, how You exhausting. can make that choice. But like, why would you? Like you and I have been practicing yoga lately together and it's like, wouldn't you rather make the choice to like feel and like heal yourself and find love in your heart for yourself and beyond your body and beyond your mind like I just don't I don't know how to even get through to those people not that it's my agenda but it's like I also am like like have you heard of that book from Oprah like who hurt you I haven't is it good oh it's like so hard to read really yeah like me and she, she even says that with a doctor she wrote it with like this is not a beach read yeah this is something that's gonna bring some stuff up you know because everyone's hurting yeah but it's like the choices you make throughout the day that you are a grown-up you decide like I've got to show up for myself I'm not going to be angry because that's just not in my opinion a way to live because just it makes you miserable but you're also a thoughtful person and we've talked about that often like not everyone is thoughtful especially when it comes to their own self-identity or a self- awareness um I know a lot of people who honestly they are they are getting through their day they go to work they come home they're going to crack open a beer they're going to open up some Doritos and they're going to watch the show and then they're going to go back and like the thought of doing inner work Mm. that's not even that's so far from their radar and like so there's a lot of people especially in the generation that we're coming out of, is that that just was not a concept. Then we're moving into a generation of Gen Z that is so hyper fixated on it, which I think maybe is going to go the opposite direction. We'll see how that's going to go. I think it's a good direction in many ways, but I think uh, think this generation is going to struggle. I hope we get some more tools, the one after that. But, um, you know, the, the kind of person who's, thoughtful and and uh curious they're probably also not listening to your podcast yeah you know they're just not. oh they're not no, billy no. bob's not listening to the girl powerful podcast Pro- probably not oh. but you know deep down it's weird i i talk with with what i do for work i end up talking to people who are just so different from me 
so different. Um, I've talked with people who are, you know, very, um, they're, they seem like they're just pretty, I don't know what the right word is, like very intelligent, but maybe just not so self-aware, but um, I'll be having dinner with them or something. And then I'm out. I just tend to ask very pertinent questions, like very, uh, I'm blunt sometimes. And sometimes you can tell their questions they've never been asked, but that what is revealed underneath that is often so complex and so beautiful. It's just many of us are not in around people and in situations where we can, we can dive into those softer places, but they're there for everyone. Yeah. Even just, even the, this, we had this guy who was a veteran who lived across the street who would just sit on the street in a chair with no shirt on like all day <laughs> and just kind of get irritated at everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. But after like one conversation and asking some very curious questions, he, he, it, this person who you never in a million years would have thought would have warmed up like the layers down of what he'd gone through and his his love for his family and just like things that just because we asked he was able to tell us and I think there's a lot of lessons that I keep on getting is that even the person that has certain flags in their yard or it comes from a place that seems like a place of fear fear of change or whatever so often when I do get the opportunity to sit down and talk with them, like underneath is such a lovely person. They're often just masking with this fear or with the, you know, they're, they haven't had the tools to deal with significant trauma. And so I'm really being in Idaho. Like I really, it makes it so much better for me when I look around and even the people who are often very cruel and loud, I think, what's underneath there who hasn't asked the questions to get there like who I don't know I just it makes I, me yeah. feel like just a little more unified even if we feel so different I love that I think it goes back to elementary school basics like there's no stupid questions like start talking to your neighbor mm -hmm. you know and be where do you find that grace though like what do, what does grace mean to you I feel like that's something that's really important right now to yeah. giving yourself that grace and finding peace within and also giving it to your neighbor and your community. Yeah. I mean, that's a word that so many people attach just to like religion. No, not so me. it's, not I know, me. no, I don't either. It's funny <laughs> how many words you use and, and the one person will have such a totally different definition, but mm -hmm. I love the word grace because I hope I can ask for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've made some serious mistakes even publicly, I mean, I haven't meant to, nothing like crazy, sure. but like I haven't always responded to every comment as nice as I would want to. But I think if you allow other people as much grace as you're hoping to receive, mm -hmm. it it's a much easier calibration. There you go. You know, yeah. that's just golden cool. rule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Grace, it's actually in Kundalini, it's always talking about grace versus grit mm -hmm. and like we're all gritty like we're alpha females we are building brands we're building businesses you know at the end of the day we think we're right we know we're right <laughs> but <laughs> we give grace like where the cracks are and even within ourselves like on especially like those days that you mentioned like back in the day when you don't want to get out of bed mm -hmm. I think those are the days that you 
really need to show yourself grace. And like someone in the grocery store that's like might be crabby. It's like, you don't know what they're going through. Let it roll off your back. Like, why are we so such a society of like letting like comments or words make huge wounds in who we are that we have to just live with it? Because we don't know who we are. Like, and so we let the outside influences dictate that. Like when you are so strong in who you are and know who you are and set the boundaries of who you are, then other people's perceptions of you don't affect you like that. But if you're still molding and still not sure and still kind of not quite getting it and then somebody's, you know, the way someone is talking with you or addresses you, you consume it, you Mm. fester on it. And like, and, and we all have that probably with our moms. Sure. Like you can't get away from (laughs) certain relationships but, um, you know, I, I, I have someone I know quite closely who it, it doesn't matter what you say to him. He will find a way to interpret it as an offense. Oh. And it's just a very sad way to go through life. Does he have any awareness of that? Or Yeah, he does. But uh-huh. um, I think that almost goes to like a, um, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell yeah, someone else's sure, story. No. But like, um, but only after the anger has died down. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you don't have control of like everyone's going to have emotions, but we have the responsibility to control how those emotions make us react. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to feel deeply, but that doesn't mean I need to explode in anger. I can feel anger and fury and still talk completely patient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's harder with sadness, you know, because you got that tear situation, Jeez, you yeah. know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm such a crybaby. <laughs> That's great. But like there's some, <laughs> but um so one thing I would love to to chat just real fast about mm-hmm. is that we are both like Boise's very small. Oh, really? Y- you know, have you, you noticed? Know, yesterday at the village, <laughs> I'm forgetting her name, but the carpet detective was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's so nice." She's What's her so, first name. So, oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget. Hold on, I want to say I'm just hold on. Anyway, she was like, "Are you Teddy?" And I was like, "Yes." And it's like all these like Instagram relationships we all start, and I think it is popular everywhere but I feel like Boise in particular has a very big like online social community yeah well because we're small and it's a smaller like um um we haven't grabbed onto it as fast as other places Mm -hmm. but like if you're if you are active on social media you probably know each other Mm -hmm. um which I love and I've met so many fantastic people but um at the same time um I know there's a lot of people who who are looking for connection, uh, especially women, with each other. It's easier to bond on social because it's curated and maybe not as easy like offline. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about the your tribe, you know, offline, your real tribe, the people who you talk with, the people who you who you are safe with, what are what would how would you describe that person? Because I, I think a lot of people know what they want in a friendship, but maybe don't know how to be that. Does that make sense? That's exactly how you build a friendship Uh is you become that. That's funny. We teach that in Girl Powerful. Yeah. Well, it's important. What if you were eight and someone kind of said something like that to you? Like you're writing a list of what you want in a friend and then you flip the page and it's like, are you these things? And how do you become that? So um, what I recently, because I, since I've been here two years, I've met quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Some were fast friends, and that's always a little scary, honestly. 
like a love bombing kind of situation. You're just <laughs> sure. like, yeah. dude, no, I don't want to hang out every day. Like, I don't hang out with anybody. I don't hang day. out with I, I my know, husband. But like, <laughs> why do people do that? I don't know. Any, I don't want to, let me answer the question. Yeah. So but I do want to get back to okay, that. Okay. Remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, and I don't want people either to think that I'm not nice because of that. It yeah. didn't work out kind of a thing, but it's just like, you came on too strong, honey. Mm, <laughs> sure. And I have boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not seeking a lot of things right now. I'm 37. Mm-hmm. I have my family and my sister and my boyfriend and my home dogs. Like, you know, when you're 37, I'm not seeking a lot of things. I feel like I'm a four quarters, not a hundred pennies kind of person. Like, I need. Oh gosh, I've never heard that term. Oh yeah, I, I love that. that. Nally. Oh, listen to my <laughs> podcast. I'm That's throwing right. that stuff around twenty four seven. Like, wow, that. But that's right, me. yeah, it's the quality over quantity, yeah. and it's not my twenty fifth birthday party where I want thirty girls at the table. I want three that I can tell anybody anything where I buried the body. You know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I'll never tell anyone. No, and way. like, that why would, with I'm not a murderer? <laughs> but <laughs> you know, okay. like. Things like lately, especially like with Tommy, like we're going to therapy and I'm open about that. But it's like someone that I could tell like why. Yeah. It's like those people are literally less than five humans in Boise. Sure. And then like looking at inviting people to my wedding, we wrote a list and it was like one person maybe. Sure. And they're on the maybe list. So it's hard. I think it's hard mm-hmm. to even know that because I'm, I just like want to protect my heart. Like, cause I have a lot to like give a friend yeah. and I don't want to be hurt. And some talking about this, whole, you know, last hours, like, is anyone even developed enough to be with me? Oh my gosh. I hear that. Does that make sense? It, and not in a judgmental way, yeah. but I hear, I go to wine, I go to do whatever with, People think I'm friends with everybody. Sure. And sure. I, but I would use that friend, like, like I use the word homie. It's like, that is my homie. I would say I have a lot of acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And when I hear people like gossiping or talking about other people, you know, they're doing it about you. So why sure. would I open up and lay all my cards on the table and, you know, be vulnerable with strangers if sure. I don't trust them? So yeah. I'm looking for trust because at the end of the day, you can trust me. And if I, if I value you, like, please value me. Oh yeah. I love that. That's yeah. That's so beautifully stated. Cause I mean, there are uh, women don't always have the tools to know how to, how to value friendship. And, mm-hmm. and, and so we have these perceptions of what it should look like. Like I have very few, very close friends. Um, and even those, I mean, we're talking like once a quarter, maybe mm-hmm. that I'm seeing them. Mm-hmm. Because I have a whole huge like life that I'm, you know, I've got a family and I've got, you know, careers. And that doesn't mean that those friendships aren't extremely valuable. It's just I don't need quantity, yeah. like you said. Um, or to let people in that, like, don't deserve it. Yeah. Because isn't that the best, like, to be able to have a couple girls over and be giggly and, like, be yourself mm-hmm. and actually, like, let down your guard? Because... I feel like sometimes with new relationships, I, I'm pretty open, but it's not the full me, Sure, you know, oh, yeah, like, cause I am a very light, funny person, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna 
say those silly jokes or do whatever, you know, the, the real Teddy does at home or with my family that in front of people I don't know. Yeah. Because there's that respect for myself at this point. In my 20s, I would like give, 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 yeah. give. And I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is my like tired chapter. <laughs> like it's, I said that to my therapist. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. But it's like also rebuilding, right? I'm acknowledging that I'm tired yeah. of giving to everything through Girl Powerful to kids I don't even know. Like I want, I am a healer. I like to do that. I'm of service. Like I, that is who I am. I'm a teacher. That's my jam. But this has to be my chapter to fill my cup. Mm-hmm. And I can, I know I can do so many big things like in 10 years once I've filled my cup and I can give back like tenfold. Yeah. It's, I, I think another reason why I would assume that you know some of this about yourself is because you've already looked behind the curtain of what appears as popularity on like social media and in business that I think a lot of people who are so craving validation in, in business or in social media and all of those things that, that it's the quantity that looks impressive, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's, so people are still going for that. Like so many friends and so many invitations and so many events and so many accolades and all that stuff's great and important because, you know, there is part of, of that world, but then. Well, yeah, we like to make money. Yeah. And right? and that's at the end though, that's what it's about. It's a career. It's careers that happen to also be kind of cool and sexy. Mm-hmm. So then you think it's the cool and sexy that matter. And it's like, mm, not really. And I'm, I'm in a interesting, I'm in the kind of the rebuild cause I'm, um, almost 46 mm-hmm. and like your forties, you know, I was so exhausted in my thirties and then your forties, it's like a different tire, but it's almost like a mental just exhaustion with society and the planet. And you're just <laughs> like, you know what? Um, I'm going to protect who I am. Yep. And I have a lot of relationships and friends and they're all very valuable, but mm-hmm. I think you've seen me, um, a little more, chill myself and that's not who I'm just going to give to everyone people talk about authenticity all the time like mm-hmm. dude you being authentic and then being completely transparent and showing your deepest darkest softest softs or parts is not the same thing we don't owe people who haven't earned our trust the deepest best parts no of ourselves way. and that's not not being authentic but we have so many different facets of who we are. And I'm going to show like my big boss energy in one place and I'm going to show, uh, you know, different places. But like that, like the, the, what I really cherish or what has really caused me true pain. Like I, I don't, I'm not just going to give that to anyone. Yeah. Like I need someone who we have this mutual respect and love. And it, that doesn't have to be developed over years and years sometimes you meet people and it, and it comes easier yeah. and sometimes that happens and then you you don't stay friends forever and that's yeah. okay because yeah. you witness each other for a moment mm-hmm. um but it's being able to i know people in my life who could never be that for me and many other people they just are not going to be a safe witness to mm-hmm. people they're going to use what they hear for fodder for conversation um, or they're so selfish that they hear everything in terms of themselves. And as m- nice as a person as they might be, they're just never going to be 
my close friend. Yeah. They're just not going to be. And so when I think about people who are, who are really like struggling, like I want to connect, like turn that back and like, how safe of a human are you? How, how are you able to witness someone else? Are you a vault to them? Mm -hmm. Can you take what is most precious and keep it safe forever? Even if that friendship ends. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a, that's a hard one. Well, um, I think it goes back to being a good person. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not going to tear someone else down to make myself feel better or someone tell me, you know, whatever about their childhood and I go tell a couple other girls. Like not interested in hurting anyone in that way mm -hmm. because I don't – that hurts me. Yeah. Like, hello, how do you guys sleep at night? <laughs> I literally go to sleep right when I lay down because I have been a good person. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no one I'm – snaking i'm not lying to people if i don't want to go i'm going to tell you last night i was supposed to go to someone's house and i just was like i can't mm -hmm. they didn't like it and yeah. i was like sending tommy on a seven-day rafting trip it's like i actually could never see my boyfriend again i'm gonna make dinner with him and help him pack like sure. I, but the person did not want to take the objection like she was like are you kidding me like tommy's not old enough to pack his own bags i'm like it's beyond that. It's about yeah. being together. Yeah. yeah you know? Respecting. But isn't that wild that someone would be, like, trying to force you to come to their house? No, it's not surprising, actually. <laughs> I'm like, no, not at all. Sounds <laughs> not Like, not anyone in my current uh, group. Exactly. Like, and I, then yeah. awareness to that conversation. I'm like, well, that was a little harsh because I was just being truthful. I could have hid behind text, said I have COVID or whatever the hell I wanted to lie about. But I didn't. I picked up the phone. I was being respectable. And then again, I went to bed and didn't even think about it because I did yeah. the right thing for me. Yeah. I think what you it strikes me is, is that you come from a place of abundance instead of a place of scarcity. Mm -hmm. That like, um, and a lot of people don't know the difference between that, but like, um, you know, it, uh, so much about it's seeing each other as like, um, I don't know how to say this, like kind kindly there's some people who will see you as what you can give to them and some people Oof. um you, they the the relationship is how do you build each other up mm -hmm. and sometimes you take turns with that um and not everyone's to that to that place you know i like that taking turns i think that goes back into building a nice friendship mm -hmm. you know it's like being aware of that and honestly i'll be real like in my 20s i took a lot yeah you know, but that was like survival mode, like you're saying, versus abundance mode. Mm -hmm. And my license plate says abundant. It does? <laughs> yeah. So I love that word. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, that's very important. It's the very <laughs> Sorry, important to... The matrix is real. But it's, that's the biggest word, in my opinion, the best word. Because when you're open to receiving, whatever it is, beyond money, guys, like that's, that's just an energy that's, that comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Don't get too attached. Yeah. You never we know. We need it, but it's not. It's, it's not, not everything. Yeah. It's these nice conversations with someone where you can tell the truth, mm -hmm. you know, and someone actually holds the space to do it. Yeah. But, and then abundance is just knowing that, like, you are supported by the earth. Like, you are supported by something bigger than us, whatever it is, not in a religious way, maybe in a religious way, whatever you want to think. Yeah. And we all can think differently. And that's an abundant mindset, too, to being open to all the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And that you work on yourself, you eat good food, you work out your body, you sweat, you 
you know, you upgrade at Meridian Labs, whatever, <laughs> you do it. So then your cells are on a higher frequency so you can attract those good things. When you're eating Doritos and watching TV, you're going to be low vibes. Mm -hmm. Low vibes for life. You mm -hmm. wonder why you're just stuck because yeah. you're stuck. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, you're no one's coming to save anybody. So it's like those moments where you're like laying on the bathroom floor, like an eat, pray, love, crying. <laughs> you just, you decide. Yeah. You, you listen to your heart, your intuition, and maybe a God, and, and you get up. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all you can do. But you gotta, you gotta take some accountability. Mm -hmm. Come on. Right? I love that. Is that not true though? No, it is. And I, I like, I, and I like the way that you said it because, um, Part of being at a higher frequency is to allow people to define what that abundance, what that life means for them, and that it doesn't, you don't take that as being an attack on the way you see it. Mm -hmm. So the way I have a marriage does not need to attack someone else's relationship. The way that I connect with a higher power might be defined in a different way. And if you are if you feel oppressed or if you felt, feel like it's problematic because I don't use the same terms for a higher power or the same method of connection, that's not a problem with me. That's a problem with you. Like you have a responsibility to allow people to have this abundance in their life, mm -hmm. this connection with a higher power or no connection with a higher power, whatever they want to say. Yep. Your only responsibility as a good human is to let them do that thing and to respect them in their choices and to move on from it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of circling back to where Idaho is still searching for um, some peace. balance and yeah, some, some peace. But I think we can get there, especially if we have more conversations if that we are just say the truth. Yeah. Our truth. Yeah. Cause that's all we can own. Mm -hmm. We can't shove our stuff down their throats either, but yeah. maybe see a little clip of this. Maybe, you know, see some quote and then maybe just a little pause in someone's day to be like, huh, you know, and then a couple more pauses and then maybe a little change or maybe some interest and come to yoga or go on a hike or do something yeah. outside of that's the big thing, too, is like you got to change. You got to change and you got to change your goals and there's always moving targets and you have to incorporate new things into your life. Like, it's just like, why would you want to be? The same 18-year-old self. Like, can you imagine? Oh, uh, sad. No. Like, no. I love her, but it's like, that's sad. Yeah. And I have, a, I have, I sometimes think about the different versions of me, and, and I want to make that person proud by my growth and development, even though my 18-year-old self might look at what I, my life now and be so confused and even like, I don't know if I like that mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this, not... Not being afraid of growth, not being afraid of change in your, with your friend group, with your family, with your community, with your country. Like, that's how we are soft and easy and mm -hmm. kind and continue soft. to be safe for each other. I like that word, soft. Okay, so every podcast, I didn't mm -hmm. put this in our email, we end with a question. Okay. What makes you feel most alive? Um, 
I didn't read that, so I'm actually not. Uh, oh, I know it's not in there. Oh, I oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna put the good stuff in. Oh, there. yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember. I would have thought about that. What makes me most alive? Um, I think what makes me most alive is living a constantly like developing life with my partner who is also doing the same thing because having like we don't need a partner to be whole Mm -hmm. but in my case my partner makes me feel so alive and full and true to myself and like having this person who witnesses me and I witness him and watching each other change and loving each other through it has just been like the greatest blessing and it's just um it's just amazing. I'm so, really so nice. that makes me feel alive. Yeah. It's special. Very cool. Yeah. You're going to get married and, you know, you're going to have nice, just a little blurb to hear. Like, yeah. you know, it's like to constantly evolve, but then be in each other's sphere and do it together. But it looks different. It gets messy. Yeah. It looks so different for everyone. Like, but what's one constant? Constant. In that, in that like turbulence of growth and change and evolution and love like what's the constant for you and Shane um that we genuinely want the other person to be happy and satisfied mm-hmm. like genuinely yeah. are um want that for each other and like we don't have to pretend like we feel it mm-hmm. like we I feel how much I want him to be his best self according to his definition not my definition um usually they're the same Sometimes they're not, and that's okay. Um, and then, you know, watching him be so um, proud and changing his mindset on things to match what maybe he didn't know before and vice versa. It's just we we have such trust in each other in that, that we have each other's deepest um, respect in mind, I guess. That's awesome. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. So where can people find you? So you can find, um, so the Boise Bubble podcast is on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and on Instagram. And then my um, my Instagram page is Hello Meridian and we have a website too. So Thank you so much, awesome. Natalie. Thank you. This is fun. We're going to probably cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.